At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz, the divisional round edition, right here on VSAN and VSAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, he made it home safely after being here in studio in Las Vegas this week. He joins us once again via Denver, Colorado. James, great to spend some time with you in studio here in person last week. And uh, I wanted to know how you did betting wise. How did everything fall out in the shuffle there uh, for Super Wild Card Weekend? That really, I thought, wasn't so super from a viewing standpoint. I mean, after the Raiders-Bengals game, it kind of got pretty boring with a lot of blowouts. Yeah, I think for me, while we were on the air, my bigger position were, were was my biggest position was on that under in that San Francisco Dallas game, as well as the prop that I had with Garoppolo to to betting against human achievement when it comes to his passing yards. So those were my big ones there. I lost on the Raiders that earlier on that Saturday plus the six. So was able to get myself out of the hole from what happened on Saturday and made myself turn out a nice profit for my time out there in Las Vegas. And yes, it was a great time being there at Circa and and being there next to you in studio and all the different things going on and having the Circa backdrop and just feeling the energy and the atmosphere there in the sports book as these playoff games progress. And I think now rolling into the divisional weekend, a lot of folks say, and I, I agree with them too, like this is the best weekend for football when you've got, you've weeded out some of those bad teams because there were a lot of bad teams that made the playoffs last week. We saw a number of blowouts, like you said, some dud performances from some of those lower seeds. But I think now, do we have the best teams in this matchup for these four divisional games? I think so. Yeah, eight teams left, obviously, in the divisional round, and I think uh, that's exactly right. We saw the NFL expand the playoff to 14 teams this year. Philadelphia, of course, did not look so sharp. Arizona, who started out the year so great, you know, they really fell off down the stretch, and I think losing DeAndre Hopkins was a big deal. They did not look good. Somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers got into the dance, and uh, they certainly laid an egg there uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll go over all of the matchups here today on the Pro Football Blitz. Get James' opinion. Go over our best bets. We'll talk with a couple of guests as well. We'll also have the guys from Circus Sports here tell us about what's going on with the handle on their side of the counter. 
Um, so it is on to round two, my friend, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs in 2021, the 2021 season. They kicked off in Nashville, Tennessee, where the number one seed in the AFC Tennessee Titans playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals. Tennessee, of course, getting extra rest and a home game as the top seed in the conference. The Bengals come in here off of a win at home and a cover over the Las Vegas Raiders 26 to 19. I made this number three and a half in favor of the Titans, James, and then my deeper looks into the stats came out Titans minus four and a half and then Titans minus just a half a point. It opened up at two and a half in favor of Tennessee and was really bet up all week long. At the close, this was Tennessee minus four with a total of 48 and a half. They are currently at the halftime break, just went to halftime in Tennessee a moment ago. The Cincinnati Bengals were trying to add to their lead. Currently, they are up nine to six. Uh, the Tennessee Titans actually got the ball back with no timeouts and about a minute and a half left. They were forced to punt and Cincinnati had yet another chance, but their drive eventually stalled where they could not get into field goal range. But three field goals by the Florida Gator. Evan McPherson has had a tremendous rookie year for Cincinnati. He puts three through the uprights to give them nine points. The Tennessee Titans do get a touchdown from Derrick Henry. They go for two after a penalty moves the ball to just the one-yard line, but Cincinnati's able to hold. We had a 6-6 to tie for a while, but again, going into the break, 9-6 to Cincinnati out in front, James. Well, I'm looking at Cincinnati. I think we're seeing more. To me, looking at both of these quarterbacks, let's just start at the quarterback position for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, young quarterback, got his first taste of playoff action last week in that wild card round win over the Las Vegas Raiders and taking on Tannehill, who's been here before. And and feel like right now what we're seeing out of this Cincinnati offense, yes, they've had to settle for three field goals, but this is the more confident-looking offense right now. Even though Burrow's been sacked five times, definitely a clearly the advantage and the mismatch in the trenches when it comes to rushing four for that Tennessee front getting after Burrow and that really porous offensive line that showed up but it hasn't rattled Burrow and I think that's the one thing Brady we think about Joe Burrow you remember him as as young college quarterback and leading LSU to that championship season probably one of the best teams we've ever seen one of the best performances from a quarterback throughout the season in college football that year from Joe Burrow and just the confidence that he and the swag that he plays with and he, his teammates really feed off that so many young quarterbacks would feel like all right they've got tagged and hammered and he's taking some bad sacks. Some of these he should have thrown that football away, Brady. But that's kind of how Burrow is. You know he's going to hang on to it, hang on to it. He's that ultimate competitor trying to make that big play. So he's going to he's going to have to learn through that through in, over time, through experience. But I think right now, that hasn't rattled him. He's still been able to make some throws down the field, feeling a little more confident. And I think we've seen some poor tackling out of that Tennessee secondary, especially out in space. Jamar Chase was able to have a big play, just a quick out, poor tackling, again, by that corner to come up and making big plays in the offense because we're not seeing right now any plays offensively from the Tennessee Titans. I know Tannehill's only been sacked once, hasn't been hit. He's been hit a couple times, but really looks unsure of himself standing in the pocket. He's looking to get out of there, also running to his left a lot of times, really good force from that Bengals pass rush to force him to have to move left. We know Tannehill does have the ability to make some plays with his feet, but being forced away from his strength, rolling to his right side, and Brady, all the talk about Derrick Henry coming back. What was he going to look like? How is this offense going to start clicking? We haven't seen Derrick Henry in about three months. 
10 carries for 30 yards, kind of to be expected. We knew he wasn't going to be. He's not 100% healthy, plus he hasn't stepped out on the football field for those three months, and now you're going to step into the playoff end of the playoffs, the intensity of the playoffs, the speed of the playoffs. That takes some time to, to get acclimated to. But right now, I think from a confidence standpoint, I'm going to check the box here in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're going to get the ball to start the second half. Yeah, they almost uh, it was kind of a, a two-for-one there where they de- they won the toss and they deferred to get the second-half kickoff. Ryan Tannehill throws an interception on the game's very first play, and Tennessee gets the ball. So they get the ball really to start the game. And in the second half, they were able to convert that uh, turnover into three points and get on the board first. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill has passed for under 200 yards in seven of his last nine starts. At the half, he's only thrown for 92 yards here. Uh, That also includes four of his last five starts that he's thrown for under 200 yards. Has 21 touchdown passes against 14 interceptions for the season. But since the bye week, seven touchdown passes and just one interception, Joe Burrow has thrown a dozen touchdowns and no interceptions in his last four starts. Now, the Bengals have lost six games this year, James, uh, with Burrow at quarterback. And four of those six losses came by three or fewer points. Half of the Tennessee Titans win this season have come by three or fewer points. So if there's some history uh, in the making for this game, it's telling us that it's going to be a tight one. And it is right now with just a three-point margin at the break. And where that number was, I didn't get involved with the side and the total. I was leaning towards the Titans, but I didn't like that three and a half where I was looking at it on Friday and obviously closed in a number of spots around four. And then the total looking at, playing that under didn't get involved with that I only played one I only have one play on this game I played a, a player prop here and will it really was digging deep I know I've been doing a lot of quarterback props I didn't stay I stayed away from those I only played one defensive player for the Cincinnati Bengals Von Bell he's their box safety to get more than five and a half tackles in this matchup he has five at the break he had four through the first two possessions including a sack in that game because really it's is a perfect matchup for somebody like Von Bell who is that box safety he's going to come up and there we've seen a lot of six-man fronts so far in this first half from Cincinnati trying to not only stop that run but really show some pressure fronts for Tannehill and I think that's the concern for me right now I've seen this seen this look before from Tannehill Brady that's why I really just wasn't confident enough to go with the the number one seed at home in this spot everything points to the Tennessee Titans in this matchup you have the home field you have you're coming off the bye everybody's getting healthy you're getting Derrick Henry back a lot of enthusiasm optimism coming into this game for the Tennessee Titans, but I just can't, can't, couldn't get past the fact that I've seen this song and dance from Ryan Tannehill in the past, and when you take away that running game, it falls on Tannehill to have to make plays. Now, we've still got another 30 minutes of football to play here, but if I was sitting with a Tennessee ticket on this, on this game from the kit, I'd be a little nervous. Yeah, this is one game of the four this weekend that uh, I did not do anything with uh, with either. I just couldn't find a side that I really had a liking for. I agree with you. The hook certainly kept me away from Tennessee, but I did, just didn't know if I wanted to dive in with the Cincinnati Bengals. And right now, again, they do hold the lead at the break 9-6. to six. 
Uh, since 1988, divisional round home teams with rest, like the Titans, are 134 straight up, 71, 59, and 4 against the spread. You add that to the fact that teams coming off of a wild card straight up and against the spread win are 53, 69, and 2 against the spread in the divisional round. So basically, I think this is just pointing out that there certainly is an advantage for a rested home team in the divisional round. However, the Bengals have covered six of their last seven meetings with the Tennessee Titans. And James, we talked about this last week with the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders blitz at the lowest rate in the NFL. The Tennessee Titans are another team that does not blitz a whole lot. Now, Joe Burrow has had tremendous uh, success against teams that are blitz-heavy, very aggressive defenses. Uh, but the Raiders, of course, that strategy of not blitzing Burrow seemed to work out. They nearly won that game last week. Now, Tennessee, you talk about we've got 30 minutes of football left. They have been getting after Joe Burrow. They have blitzed him a couple of times. Uh, but again, not one of those like Steve Spagnola Chiefs-type defense that is really letting it go or the Baltimore Ravens. It could set up for a good recipe for success for that Tennessee Titans defense in the second half. We'll talk more about that when we come back on the other side. It is the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Just getting started talking divisional round playoffs here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VEASAN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com. That'll lead up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join the VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after the action at VEASAN.com. 
Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you back inside the Pro Football Blitz. The second half is underway. The Cincinnati Bengals leading the Tennessee Titans 9-6. to The halftime line was the Tennessee Titans favored by two, and the total was 24. Again, just underway in the second half. Cincinnati driving the football currently with a 9-6 to advantage. James, the Los Angeles Rams are in Tampa Bay to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. And this is a rematch from earlier in the season. The Rams won in L.A. in week three, 34 to 24. Now, Los Angeles comes in off of a manhandling over the Arizona Cardinals, 34 to 11. And the Bucs had a relatively easy week as well, hammering Philadelphia, 31 to 15. I made this line three and a half in favor of Tampa Bay, and my stats crunches came to Buccaneers minus three and Buccaneers minus just a half point. Now, this line has really bounced around between two and a half and three all week long. Right now, we are at a consensus minus three, and that's at even money if you want to play the favorite. A little bit of juice on the dog with a total of 48. Where do you stand in this game, James? Buccaneers. This one, looking at this game here, you're giving me the Buccaneers. I laid 15 cents minus the two and a half. We're talking less than a field goal here. And you know where I've been with this Rams team for the majority of the season, Brady. This is just a, a very finesse football team on both sides of the field. We know we know that they have plenty of star power. And, and star power gets the headlines, and rightfully so, when you have players like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Those, those are guys that are big-time playmakers, and they can take over a game on the defense. Defensive side, And even with Vaughn Miller coming over midway through the season, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's going to have that pedigree to come over with him and bring that confidence to that defense as well. But there's some holes in this defense, and that's my biggest concern for this Rams team going into this matchup. I know there's been plenty of talk about the Bucs in the offensive line, and rightfully so. Ryan Jensen dealing with an ankle injury at the center position, as well as Tristan Wirfs out there at the right tackle. And, well, Brady doesn't want to get pressured, and what's going to look like for their offensive line against that defensive front for the Rams? But truthfully, Brady, which quarterback do you – which quarterback could we say, man, this quarterback just loves to get hit? Oh, these certain <laughs> quarterbacks just love to get tagged. Of course, Brady doesn't want to get hit. None of these quarterbacks, most quarterbacks are going to do much better under pressure outside of maybe like Big Ben in his in his heyday when he always seemed like in his prime, he always had somebody hanging on him and he actually did better with somebody kind of shedding a tackle and making throws. But aside from that, yeah, Brady doesn't want to get hit, but neither does Matthew Stafford. And he has not performed very well coming in throughout the, especially the second half of the season. Four pick sixes on the year for Matthew Stafford. Double digits when it comes to interceptions total. And I think here we're talking about the injuries in on that offensive line for the Bucks. But let's go back to the Rams and those injuries in that secondary in particular. Both starting safeties are not playing in this game. Now, I know they didn't play last week against Arizona, but that was Murray going on the road and uh, – Talk about a, a young fella that just had no confidence stepping into that playoff game in Los Angeles last week on Monday night. That would be Kyler Murray. And that whole that basically that whole team knew that they were overmatched. Well, this is not the case here. This is the defending Super Bowl champions playing at home with Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl winner. And you're going to tell me this Rams defense, that secondary, two back, backup safeties having to step into this matchup. We know, Brady, that Tom Brady – loves to throw the ball down the seams. He's a rhythm thrower, and he is not afraid. Some of these quarterbacks, the first look is, their first read is they're looking out. They're looking out beyond the numbers, one-on-one -on -one coverage, 
easier throws to make. Brady wants to throw down the hash marks, and that's where he's going to have plenty of opportunities to throw that ball. I think Gronkowski has a big day tomorrow. That's his big target. I think we'll see a lot of two tight end sets from this Tampa Bay team offensively. Playoff Lenny is supposed to be back. Leonard Fournette should be back healthy for this contest as well. I believe Ronald Jones will be back. This team is actually getting so much healthier, except for the offensive line. Brady, this offense is getting pieces back, and the defense, I think all 11 players that started that Super Bowl last year are finally going to be together and on the field for this game against the Rams. Yeah, I'm with you. I took the Buccaneers minus two and a half as well. I took it minus two and a half, minus 110 when it first came out, and then it quickly jumped to minus 120, and I grabbed it again, and then when it got to three, I I stayed away, of course. I've got... uh, I've got my pockets loaded with minus two and a half and the Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay defensive coordinator Todd Bowles is four and one straight up and against the spread versus Matthew Stafford. Now, in those five games, Stafford has thrown seven touchdowns and five interceptions. The one win came when he was with the Rams. Four of those losses were when Stafford was with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay, he is 2-1 and one straight up and against the spread against the Buccaneers. And in those three games, his Rams have scored 40, 27, and 34 points. McVay also went up against Bruce Arians when Arians was head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And he went 2-0 and oh straight up and against the spread against Arians, winning by scores of 33 to nothing and 32 to 16. The trend continues here. You mentioned Jalen Ramsey, the all-pro corner. He's had a lot of success against Tom Brady, uh, 3-1 straight up and and 4-0 against the spread. And in those four games, Ramsey's defense has held Brady's offense to point totals of 24, 20, 24, and 24. Here's another note to make. Teams that are going on the road in the divisional round, having come off of a straight up and against the spread win at home in the wild card round, are 20 and 48 straight up and 26 40 and 2 against the number. And I think there's a little something to this for this particular situation, James. Matthew Stafford, he finally wins a playoff game. Will he possibly exhale a little bit after getting that monkey off of his back? And I think that you could argue that the Rams come in a little bit inflated here after that walk in the park over Arizona. And I think maybe the situation favors the Buccaneers a little bit because here you come with this fast precision, you know, team that plays in a dome on turf to a sloppy outdoor, slow it down grass field. And again, maybe the Rams stock is a little bit elevated off of that walk in the park that they had over Arizona, at least perception, what we see, what we saw last last out of the Rams, I think maybe their stock is a little bit high and, and we're forgetting about the, the defending champs. I'm not well, and I think you and I we're not forgetting because we're both on <laughs> no, the defending. I remember. Chance. I just think if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? But now you're going to have to go and do that on the road against Brady and all the talk this week. If you're watching. If, you can just watch and listen to so many things, read so many things, and all the opportunities that the Rams have right there in front of them, and they're going to be able to come in there and knock this off. Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hearing all this, and Tom Brady's hearing all this. I think about that matchup way back early in the season, week three, and the Rams jumped all over them. They were clearly the better team in that matchup, but they were also the hungrier team in that matchup. I think that's the one thing with the, whether it's any Super Bowl champion to begin with, but then as somebody like Tom Brady, who's been there so many times that there, you know, you're going to get your opponent's best shot 
week in and week out through the duration of the regular season when you are that defending Super Bowl champion. And then the Rams wanting to get a little payback there and be able to get after him. They got after him last year very well on the road in Tampa on that Monday night game during the regular season. But I just think here... For this Rams team, I just don't think that they're, number one, physically tough enough to match up with this defense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I don't think they're mentally tough enough to be able to, if they fall behind, the Rams, to me, are a front-running team. They fall behind. Is this a team that you want to trust to have your money on to say they're going to be able to come back and be Brady? And even if it comes down to the last possession of the game and which quarterback do you have that they need to have one final drive to go win this game to advance to the NFC Championship game, do you want to have your money on Stafford or Brady? To me, I'm on the latter. Let's talk about Stafford and Brady in the player prop market. You can go under or over their pass, uh, passing yard total. Stafford, that number is at 280 and a half. And for Tom Brady, James, at 290 and a half. Any opinion on those two player props? Uh, this, those are big numbers, right? They're really big numbers. They I felt that way to me, me too. It, I, I it could is. almost I, go I, under on both of them. I, I can I, I can definitely see going under on both of those. I think for Stafford, he's he's fine. OBJ's really starting to find himself within this offense the second half of the season with Sean McVay and finding and isolating some plays for him in this in this game. And I and I think we've seen that with this secondary for the Bucks. They've given up a lot of big plays because they've really been beat up and banged up for the majority of the season, but they are getting healthier. And I think that pass rush is really going to be able to to caused some havoc for Matthew Stafford. A lot of quick passes, short passes, and they're starting to run the ball. We saw that the last couple of weeks. Cam Akers back in the fold, rushing the football. I think McVay's going to want to have take some pressure off that uh, off of Stafford throwing the football. So here and left tackle is not going to be available here. Andrew Whitworth out of this game. Veteran left tackle for the Rams not there either to protect Stafford's blind side. I think between the two, if I was going to play one of them, I would be taking Matthew Stafford under that 280 and a half. Yeah, and I uh, I think uh, Tom Brady will probably be throwing it over the middle, you know, a, a conservative, controlled approach. I don't know how. I, we know Arians likes to go deep. We'll see. Maybe it'll happen once or twice, but I'd probably be looking at under on both of those. We'll talk about a few more player props when we come back on the other side. We'll also do our favorite game show, Consider It, Book It, or Drop It, when we return. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Well, if you're betting the over in the Tennessee-Cincinnati game, you've got some hope here as the second half has started with uh, some fireworks. Joe Mixon gets into the end zone for the Cincinnati Bengals. They take the lead 16-6 to on Tennessee. But Derrick Henry starting to get the running game going. He's already up to 51 yards rushing, and Tennessee now down in the red zone trying to put some more points on the board, and it looks like a turnover right there. Uh, what happened there, James? Did uh, Tannehill throw another pick, or was that a fumble? I'm mean, looking to see here. I think with Tannehill, the best recipe for keeping the ball out of Tannehill's hand is to have him hand it off. That's how they were able to drive all the way down to the 10-yard line to make it first and goal. Uh, but then as far as Tannehill is concerned, taking the snap, yep, he just – he really just te telegraphed it. It is a great play by 21, the corner to jump that route. Is this going to be a quick out? Maybe a wide receiver screen to the right side. Read the ball, tapped it to himself. It was Hilton. Hilton comes in, makes the tip, gets the interception, turnover, Tannehill. 
All right, so the live line has come off the board, but uh, before that change there, the Cincinnati Bengals were two-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Uh, James, we were talking about some player props in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams game. I want to touch on a couple more before we get to our game show. Um, Mike Evans, under or over 73-and-a-half receiving yards. I kind of lean to the over there. Now, I know he's probably going to be going up against Ramsey all day, but I kind of feel like he might break one, maybe one 30-or-40-yarder, and you combine that with a few 7, 8, 9, 10-yarders. I would probably lean towards the over on Mike Evans. I would also lean towards the over on Tyler Johnson. That's at 33-and-a-half. He and Brady weren't quite on the same page last week with Philadelphia. I bet you Brady gets him right this week. Rashad Perryman, he's banged up. Brady is, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of wide receivers to choose from here. You brought up Gronkowski probably having a big game. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Johnson got over 33 and a half yards. And then finally, Tyler Higby for the Los Angeles Rams. I would like to see him go over his uh, uh, passing yards total as well, receiving yards total, I should say, of 42 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised. He kind of seems like a security uh, blanket for Matthew Stafford. And thinking about the way that we're going to see, I think we're going to see a lot of pressure. We're going to, we know we're going to see a ton of pressure fronts from Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and those linebackers got a lot of speed and be able to find find where they'll read that read that blitz coming and be able to have Higby sit down and find that find those holes in the middle of that defense through those blitz with those linebackers coming in. I think one other thing to consider here too, the longest pass completion in this if for both quarterbacks is sitting at 38 and a half. I think both of these quarterbacks will be able to find something down the field on the Rams side. Plenty. We know Matthew Stafford is not afraid to fire that deep ball. And yes, that secondary is back intact for the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they're just getting back intact and may have some communication breakdown for that secondary in the back end for a big play. And I think we'll definitely see some opportunities for Brady to find some plays down the field, both inexperienced safeties having to step up. It's a huge game. And you're going to have two backup safeties on that back end. I think there's going to be some miscommunication there for that Rams team as well to be able to find a big play for Brady in the passing game. I like both of those quarterbacks to have a bigger play than 38 and a half yards passing. Yep, I would agree with you there as well. All right, let's get to America's favorite game show. You know the routine here. It is consider it, book it, or drop it. Okay, James, we're going to be talking teams this week, teams to win their conference. And I will start with team number one here. This team was the biggest underdog on the board in the divisional round. They were also an underdog last week in the wild card round, and they won outright by six points over their opponent. But heading into today's game, probably their toughest of the entire season so far. And as of this afternoon, this team's odds to win the conference were at five to one. San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. Nothing finer. Indeed. Uh, I am actually holding a ticket that I placed before the season started on the Niners at 7-1. to one. Um, So I, I certainly like where they sit. 5-1? Um, to one, I, I might consider it. Consider that. I mean, what is their money? I'm looking to see what their money, money line is Yeah, you're right probably now. better so off doing it that way. I, yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, they're plus 200 right now. Right. I'd 
basically, let's just call it a consensus 200 on the money line. Obviously, you need them to win outright in Green Bay, and that's going to be a tall order having to go into that matchup tonight against the Packers, but I think I'd rather go that route. So I'll drop this one here, but I'm, I'm thinking I want to get the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl, which means they'd have to do it on the road, not only winning in Green Bay, but then again on the road, and I think it's going to be against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, then you just roll that over. So if you put a dollar or a dime or whatever that is, now you're rolling with plus 200, and not sure where that number would be going into that matchup. Probably maybe if it's to Tampa, probably something similar to that. Yeah, right, I think so maybe much. maybe even a little higher because if if San Francisco, well, it's hard to say because obviously yeah. their stock is going to go up as well. But I was thinking maybe plus two fifty. Um, so you know, it, it's probably similar, five to one or yeah. rolling it over. But it's a very good point that you bring up. And if someone is considering making a futures bet like this, you might just look at playing the money line all the way through. Um, will that give you an opportunity to hedge? You know, you, you have to kind of play all that out in your mind before. Going to the window, let's talk about team number two here. Going on the road after an impressive first-round win, this team will head into the building of the defending champions. They easily handed their opponent last week. They covered as three-and-a-half-point favorites. They won the game by 23 points. As of this afternoon, this team's odds to win the conference were at plus 350. L.A. Rams drop it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't like the fact that their number is lower than the Niners. I mean, the Niners, how many times have they beaten the, the Rams as of late? Um, I'm not so sure the Niners aren't a better team than the Packers. I think they're a better team than the Rams. And well, we just saw them play in Los Angeles just a couple of weeks back, week 18. Then really, it was a playoff game for San Francisco, needing to win that football game to to secure themselves that wild card berth, and coming back from a 17 to nothing deficit as well. So yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. You know where I stand with the Rams. I think it's just a uh, it, it, they're too finesse for me to want to engage with to go through the the gauntlet that is the NFC. So drop that, especially with that number sitting at plus 50 or plus 350. Way too low for one they'd have to be like 10 to 1 for me to even consider it all right team number three they will be playing their first game in the playoffs and they are the biggest favorite to win this year's super bowl their offense finished 10th in the nfl scoring 26 and a half points per game their defense was 13th allowing almost 22 points per game this team's odds to win the conference earlier today were at plus 150 talking about kansas city now that is the Green Bay Packers. Oh, the Packers. Oh, tonight. Oh, tonight, tonight. <laughs> They're only 150 to win the conference? Yeah, and I, I don't like that, really. Uh, yeah, that's way too that, that's way too low here. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a very difficult game against the San Francisco 49ers. And let, let's just say the seeding plays out, and they beat the San Francisco 49ers. Now you're going to have that rematch with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the 150. I, I don't – I mean, that's going to be – what is that number on that game? That's going to be a real. That's going to be roughly maybe a three-point favorite at most. We'll see how these teams play out over the weekend and what the injury. I think the biggest thing for me with the Tampa Bay Bucks is that injury to their offensive line. Are they able to get healthy going into that matchup against Green Bay? Because we saw it last year. Tampa was able to go in the cold weather with Tom Brady on the road and beat the Green Bay Packers in their own house. Uh, it's way too small of a number for me to consider it. This one might be attractive to you. Team number four, after not punting once and scoring a touchdown on every drive, 
drive. It was the second best defense in the NFL that they did it against last week. They blew out the opponent by 30 points. This team, a little earlier today, their odds to win the conference at plus 225. Got to be the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. And, you know, you look at Green Bay at plus 150. I mean, obviously in the AFC, you've got Kansas City sitting there who will go up against the Bills directly. Um, but I, I like that number a little better on Buffalo than I do on Green Bay, plus 225. Yeah, I wonder if we can still get it. I don't think we can because the AFC game is going between the Titans and the Bengals, and especially with the Bengals leading by 10 right yeah. now and, and having the foot on the gas here against Tennessee. You know, you, you could be the Bills hosting the AFC championship game How about that, if huh? you win this game against Kansas City. Now, don't get caught up and start looking ahead to say, hey, we win this and we're we're in because we're moving forward. We'll be at the home game. I definitely would consider it. We'll see if we can get on it. We were, we talked about that last week too, Brady. I think that's where the, this is such a coin flip game to me when we're talking about this game. In a sense, we thought this was going to be the AFC championship game and it's between the, the Bills on the road at Kansas city and yeah i mean if that was still available i would definitely be interested and consider it i'd probably even book it if you missed any part of our show or anything else on the vsin schedule today don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast you can catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule go to vsin.com slash podcasts and you can get beating the book with gil alexander or market insights with josh applebaum plus we've got hardwood handicappers the lombardi line follow the money my guys in the desert coast to coast hoops and many more they're all for free and available now at vsin.com com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. We get back into the previews of the ball games, Buffalo and KC up next here as we roll along on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April the 5th and it's only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game, 
one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. The Tennessee Titans are on the board. They inch a little bit closer to that Cincinnati lead, 16-9 to now. Cincinnati out in front with a couple of minutes left in the third quarter down there in Nashville. The Cincinnati Bengals, the live market has them as five, make that six-and-a-half-point favorites, and your total dip down all the way to 38-and-a-half. James, this will be round three between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs in the last two seasons, and the third of all of those matchups that has taken place at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs, of course, eliminated Buffalo from the playoffs last year, winning that one 38-24. Buffalo avenged that loss earlier this year, beating the Chiefs 38-20, to And today's edition of the recent trilogy will open as Chiefs minus two and a half with a total of 53 and a half. Now, personally, I made this number one and a half in favor of Kansas City and my deeper dives into the numbers are really heavy on Buffalo. I have bills by nine and bills by five. And right now, the money has been coming in on the Buffalo Bills throughout the week. The consensus number currently is Kansas City minus one and a half with a total of 54. It ought to be another good game. How do you sit with this one? It, it really, it's the AFC championship game in my mind. And are the two best teams in the AFC and the two best quarterbacks in the AFC. When you're talking about Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes and I mean, looking at this side, I, I get it. I can make a case. I can make a case for the Bills here to go in into Kansas City. They did it earlier this season on that Sunday night game back, what, week five, week six in the season here. But I think, you know, we can also make a case, or I can make a case for Kansas City at home. This is the two-time AFC defending champion, been there to the Super Bowl twice, and you have Patrick Mahomes at home. And I think also we've seen this this offense start to find itself in the second half of the season. Early in the season, the playbook on the Kansas City Chiefs opponents defensively was we're going to play a lot of high safeties, two safeties back, a lot of shell coverage, a lot of quarters, what have you, and we're going to make you be patient, Patrick Mahomes, and take what we give you, and can you be disciplined enough to do that, as well as can your can your receivers actually catch the football? Because I know there was a lot of, and a lot of bad decisions by Patrick Mahomes, trying to force balls into coverage. I think about the game on that, that Sunday night game in Baltimore really forced the ball in a number of plays in that second half, trying to be the hero. And that was kind of the script early in the season. That's exactly what Buffalo did in that first matchup back in week five, 63 dropbacks for Patrick Mahomes, Brady. They only blitzed one time. Did the Buffalo bills defense in that game. They had two high safeties in that matchup, 86% of those snaps. So that tells you right there, they were going to sit back playing that blueprint that other teams had been playing saying, we're going to keep everything in front and keep you disciplined enough to do it. And the one thing there, and that, especially that first, that, that first half, the first, drive in particular I believe it was Kelsey I can't remember now either the Kelsey or Hill they were moving down Kansas City got the ball first went right down the field but through the hands interception really started the started the onslaught for Buffalo and the confidence that I think we're going to see the Buffalo Bills coming into this matchup with Brady I guess that's probably my only concern is as perfect of a game as the Buffalo Buffalo Bills played you mentioned no kicking last week no punts Josh Allen did anything he wanted, throwing the football, running the football against Bill Belichick defense for the Patriots, had no answers defensively. 
Is there anywhere else? They can't go up any, can't play any better than that. Is there a little regression? I mean, that the defense is not going to be on the same par with the Kansas City Chiefs, although I think it's going to be a different defense from Kansas City. Brady, I think we'll see Spagnolo. He's going to show a lot more pressure fronts that we haven't seen from New England, not only last week, but in that earlier matchup when the Buffalo Bills won in Foxborough. I think we'll see a lot more pressure created and trying to create some pressure on Josh Allen. But can you get to him? And if you do, can he his escapability making plays with his feet? Man, I just can't go against either of these quarterbacks right now, Brady. I uh, tell you what, the Bills are yet to win a playoff game on the road under head coach Sean McDermott. They're one and two against the spread in those games. They lost by scores of 10 to 3, 22 to 19, and then, of course, the aforementioned 38 to 24 last year to the Chiefs. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, five and one straight up, four and two against the spread in playoff games at home. KC has scored 31 points or more in five of those six games. The 47 points scored by the Buffalo Bills against New England last week, that was the most ever surrendered by Bill Belichick under his watch in New England. Now, teams that have beaten a Belichick coach team by 20 or more points, they are 6-12 and 12 straight up and against the spread in the follow-up game, including 0-5 straight up and 1-4 and against the number against a team that has a winning percentage of greater than 666. And, of course, the Chiefs do own that. Uh, you talk about a possible letdown factor for the Buffalo Bills off of that tremendous performance, a near-perfect performance against the New England Patriots uh, in the wild-card round. But Patrick Mahomes, or Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they just laid waste to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 42-21, to where Mahomes threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns. So aren't the two performances from last week a little bit similar between the Chiefs and the Bills? I think maybe we can expect both teams to come down to earth a little bit, James, and I don't think the stock could be much higher on either of these teams right now. Right, and so for both of these teams offensively, I think it's just the toughest matchup for both these uh, Mahomes, we saw last week in that game against Pittsburgh for Kansas City, the creativity, and there were a number of – we saw Kelsey lining up under uh, – in shotgun, making a pass, running the football, so many different formations. And Kansas City will do that. We saw one of the one of their bigs off the offensive line tackle eligible, catch a touchdown. And I think really Andrew Reid was just trying to throw some things out there on film – for McDermott and his staff to be conscious of coming into this matchup because thinking how creative offensively Andy Reid has been throughout his career and especially with Patrick Holmes and the talent that they have uh, at the wide, running back position, wideout position, I mean, it allows you to be as, as you know, sitting there and, and drawing plays in the dirt, doing all kinds of different crazy mm-hmm. formations and plays out of that. I think just putting that in the mindset for the Buffalo Bills defensively to be conscious of coming into this matchup. But I, I can't get there with the side. I can get I can get there with either side, Brady, and that's my problem. When I can get there with either side, it's usually uh, a no play for me. But as far as the total is concerned, it was at 53.5. I see it ticking up 54, 54.5 in some places out here in Colorado as well. And uh, – I, there's only one way to go, and for me, it's going to go the over. I'm on the bandwagon with the over. Typically, I think you know me pretty well. I'm more of an under player, when it, especially in the playoffs. And we know there's so much at stake in the playoffs. It's it's one game, win, advance, lose, your season is done, and the pressure starts to build. Players don't want to make mistakes. Coaches don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to make the wrong call. You can start to see a little, some tendencies where teams get a little conservative, especially as the game progresses.
compresses and it gets a little tighter. But in this case here, I think both of these teams are as confident offensively as you can find. And with that total where I got it at 53 and a half, I couldn't find any any way for me to make a case to bet the under. So that's my play in this game. I did bet the over at 53 and a half. Yeah, that would be the direction I would go to. Uh, I did play the Bills, uh, played the Bills in a teaser. And uh, just with the points, I was able to get two points. My numbers, as I mentioned, uh, when I do my stats crunches, I come out Bills by nine, Bills by five. Um, I think they faced a much uh, tougher defense uh, in the New England Patriots last week than they'll face here in Kansas City. Now, maybe they're very familiar with New England, but you know what? They aren't necessarily unfamiliar with the Kansas City defense and what St- uh, Spagnola likes to do either. So um, will they possibly let down a little bit? Yeah, I don't think they're going to play a perfect game again, but uh, I just think they're the better team here. And I-, I think they're going to avenge. I mean, they got their revenge earlier this year, but that really doesn't mean anything if they don't do it here in this uh, playoff round. Uh, the Buffalo Bills looking to take down the Chiefs for the second time this season. If you look at the quarterbacks that Kansas City has lost to this season, season. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Now they've beaten Baker Mayfield, barely. Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, barely. Jordan Love and Dak Prescott. Those were both close games. Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, Ben Roethlisberger, and Drew Locke in week 18, barely. If you look at the only good quarterback, the only really good quarterback to beat the Buffalo Bills was Tom Brady. And that was barely, James. And that's where I'm all I'm all about the over here. I just can't see either of these defenses. And the Bills have the better defense of the two. But even still, just being with Kansas City at home, I think both teams are going to find the end. So there's so many playmakers out there, so many explosive plays, and so much confidence for both of these quarterbacks coming into this matchup offensively. I think it's going to be a fun game to close out divisional week. Absolutely sure should be. The Chiefs and the Bills doing it again in Arrowhead Stadium. We'll come back with more in a moment. One hour in the books of the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.